You've tuned into the Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dr. Low Radio. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Noel, naturopathic doctor, and I am recording this episode actually a few weeks ago um, prior to having my baby boy. It's kind of funny saying that because I don't know what's coming around the corner, but by the time you're listening to this, I will be a new mom and on maternity leave. So excited for what is coming. And um, actually today, my mom and I just went and bought a... Um, a glider chair, like a rocking, kind of like a rocking, like nursing chair for the, um, for the baby room, which is really exciting. And it's been a whole adventure of finding baby products and furniture that is non-toxic and, um, that I feel really comfortable using for my future son. And as you're hearing this current son, um, I will have an episode, um, coming up probably this next episode on, um, just baby products that I, have been using or that I have been investing in and also, you know, what I'm putting in my nursery, the type of crib, the type of, um, you know, breastfeeding chair and what I've done to make my home as healthy and non-toxic as possible, because it's just really stuff you have to kind of do your research on. So it's a whole new world. I feel lucky that I learned so much in this that I can now help a lot of my patients and spread the message to you guys. So keep a lookout for that. And before we jump into this episode, I'm excited actually for this topic because I'm interviewing a couple of uh, my colleagues at the office at Shine Natural Medicine, my practice here in San Diego. And um, there are a couple amazing rock stars on our team who help so many patients and really have a huge heart for what they do and looking forward to talking about doing keto kind of the easier way. I know that, you know, the keto diet is a big buzz and I'm sure a lot of you guys listening have tried it and maybe are currently doing it and have found some success and definitely have heard from patients and, you know, others who there's kind of some difficult parts about it that I think doing it a little bit smarter can make it easier for you. Um, and I'll talk about if you're not familiar with what is keto, you'll, you'll learn in a little bit what that is. Um, couple of sponsors I want to give some love to. One is the Balance Bites meal delivery. So very in line with the topic for the show, they have a keto, um, delivery meal box that is fantastic. I've actually been doing these meals every single week since I've been on maternity leave and it has been saving my butt because I'm just a little kind of too tired and I just don't want to be cooking a whole lot right now. So I literally just cut it open, put it in a, in a pan, heat it up for like three, four minutes and it's done, ready to go. So definitely want to try these guys if you haven't tried these meals yet. So just some examples of some of the meals in the box. Let's see. So this week it is white chicken chili. There's spaghetti bolognese bake, ranch chicken burgers served with rice broccoli. So good. Sloppy Joe chili with cremini mushrooms. Um, umami steak served with spinach and cauliflower rice. And it's just really good quality, antibiotic free, hormone free, and it's cooked by a real person. It's not, you know, made in like this big industrial kitchen. It's a very small kind of small, uh, type of family feel to it. So all these meals can be shipped to any of the 48, um, us states. So not 
uh, Hawaii or Alaska, but if you are within the other states, you can get that. And it's um, grain-free, gluten-free, egg-free, nut-free, seafood-free, totally 100% gluten-free kitchen. So I hope you guys will enjoy these meals. You can get them over at balancebites.com slash meals. And then at checkout, you just enter Dr. Lowe, D-R-L-O, and you'll get a free bone broth with your order. And then the other sponsor I want to show some love to is Organifi. Organifi, one of the things I notice with people who go keto especially, and I've done this testing with a lot of my patients, a lot of them, their gut bacteria really starts to become pretty crappy, to be honest, because they're not eating a lot of the different foods that help to improve their gut bacteria. So they tend to do a lot of protein, a lot of fat, and they kind of end up not having as much of the fiber, as much of the um, kind of the fruits and vegetables. And I find a lot of them really need to work on their gut bacteria quite a bit. So one of the products that Organifi offers that I really love is their probiotics. One of them in particular, so their probiotic is the Biotic Balance probiotic. I've done this throughout my pregnancy. Um, obviously, you know, the gut bacteria is important for baby when he's coming out the vaginal canal and also during breastfeeding. So the health of the mom's bacteria is really important for baby. But one of the ingredients in this probiotic that I love is lactobacillus rhamnosus. And in line with the topic for the show, some recent studies show that this particular probiotic, it has the ability to actually boost your metabolism and aid in the fat burning process. So you can literally have two people eating the exact same thing. One person is burning more calories and burning more fat if they have this particular gut bacteria more present in their digestive system versus the other person. So pretty cool. You can have your gut bacteria work for you and help you with fat loss. Um, there's a lot of other different good bacteria in this product, ones that help you know, with um, asthma, with your immune system, help with inflammation, actually help to decrease cholesterol, literally just from the good bacteria in your gut. So if you want to grab that or any other of the products at Organifi, you can get that over at Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And again, enter Dr. Lowe at checkout, and you can get 20% off this one and any of the other products as well. All right, well, let's jump into the show. We're talking all about doing keto the easier way, and I'm excited to bring on a couple of my colleagues and friends to join the conversation. Enjoy. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. I am excited for this particular topic because I have two friends on the episode and two that I have had the pleasure and joy of working with over the years. So we have Dr. Chad Larson, who's actually a repeat guest. He is a naturopathic doctor from Southwest College of Naturopathic Medicine. He's also a doctor of chiropractic degree from Southern California University of Health Sciences. At the clinic, we call him Dr. Angel Hands because if he puts his hands <laughs> on you, you literally feel like you are ascending to heaven because he's so skilled. He ha he's really amazing at um, something called prolotherapy. We've talked about that on the show before, which is an amazing regenerative um, kind of approach for helping to repair, you know, um, damaged ligaments and tendons. It can help with pain. He's really, really skilled. And he's just a brainiac. He has a really fun YouTube channel called Keep It Real with Dr. Chad. He breaks down a lot of different myths and um, has been also diving into the world of ketones a lot lately with his patients. And he's been bringing that to the clinic and educating us a lot and the patients and stuff. So I wanted to definitely highlight him on the show. And we also have Elizabeth Mercero, who is a dear friend of mine. She's a certified nutritionist consultant, and she has a niche practice where she works with us as naturopathic doctors at Shine. And her area of expertise are kind of similar areas that I focus on, which is fertility and hormones and gut health. And um, she just 
what I love about working with Elizabeth is she gets it. She looks at the whole body. It's not just eat this and not that. It's really looking at the whole body and how it is affected by your nutrition. And um, Elizabeth, as a fun side note, she and I both created the Golden Eggs Fertility course. And so we are very passionate about helping women and, and couples improve their fertility and their health. Um, and you guys know you can check that out over at goldeneggsfertility.com. But I wanted to highlight both of these amazing practitioners because of their work with using ketones in practice. And we've been having such amazing success with our patients using this. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit on the show. And so, hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Yay, thanks, thanks so much. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. It's so nice to hang out, the three of us. I will say, as a uh, interviewer, it takes real skill to interview two people at the same time. Um, <laughs> I've only done it a few times before because it's always tricky. Like, who do I ask what to? So I'll try to keep it simple. Um, I actually you read, got this right before hopping on this. I was interviewed by two different people. I feel like it's easier when it's two people interviewing you versus interviewing two people. So, um, but we will we'll do we'll do great. So, Dr. Shad, first off. Why are you interested in ketones? Why did you, because you've been practicing for a really long time. Um, that's such a cool feature about you. Like you have so much experience with your patients and patients definitely can tell when they work with you. What, why have you started using ketones in, in practice with patients? Yeah, a couple of things. One is uh, it's something that is a, a completely untapped natural resource that the body has built into it's part of our the fabric of our dna but most people have it completely dormant in their body they're not choosing certain diet or lifestyle choices that help them to make ketones in their body themselves um and they have so that's kind of half the equation the other half is that they have just a ridiculous amount of positive influences on pretty much every organ system that we can think of ketones have a positive influence on them, including probably the two most important things that people would think about, the health of the brain and your heart health. Like your, your heart and your brain actually prefer to use ketones. And we can even talk about that if you want, but it's, it's like a fantastic fuel source uh, for multiple organ systems, but, but especially those super key um, things, your brain and your heart. And, um, and it's pretty easy to, to increase ketones in your body. So those are the reasons. Like it's, it's totally untapped for most people. It's massively beneficial and it's pretty easy to boost them up, but people just don't have the, the knowledge or skills on how to do that. And the three main basic ways are you can follow a low carb, high fat diet. You can do fasting or intermittent fasting, and you can take exogenous ketones, ketone supplements, or some combination of all three of those things. So it's, it's easy to do, and there's very few things that I can do for a person that, that, that tackles so many different issues all at the same time. And so I like the, the foundational kind of fundamental aspect of, of ketones and the physiological effect that they have on multiple organ systems. Yeah, and one of the things I'm seeing that patients are experiencing is the ability to lose fat when they've had a really hard time before. So we have patients who come in that, you know, they're constantly trying to limit their calories or work out a bunch and, you know, calorie counting, like I can't stand all that. And, and it, it, it's like they're on this hamster wheel where if they have to keep running on it so fast and if they get off, all of a sudden they gain all this weight. 
But what you guys are doing is helping to kind of retrain their system to where it's a lot easier and they're able to burn it more efficiently, right? So let's talk about like what's going on with this whole hamster wheel thing where it's like you're constantly having to be on that process versus with the ketones. Like what actually is changing in the body? Oftentimes when people are trying to lose weight, they're reducing their calories because it's been ingrained in them, in them that the only way to lose weight is by creating a caloric deficit by, let's say if you burn, you know, 2,500 calories a day, normally you have to drop down to like 1500 calories a day. And that deficit creates um, a need for calories. So the idea is that your body is going to go hunting for those extra thousand calories and it's going to pull from your fat stores to do that. It's a very simplistic kind of outdated and not really sustainable model. Of, of weight loss because what that hap- what happens is it puts you into a constant hunger mode and when yeah. you're in a constant hunger mode you're going to have these hunger hormones that are telling you constantly I need food I need food so like your food seeking and like your predisposition for for thinking about food goes like off the chart and guess what your hormones are going to win this is not a willpower thing people think that weight loss is is a willpower thing. It's not. It's a, it's a hormone thing. And with the, the hormone at the top of the pyramid is insulin. You know, everybody thinks about like estrogen and testosterone as hormones, but insulin is a super duper key hormone. It's what basically is telling your body, are we in a state of fat burning or are we in a state of, of fat accumulation or fat storage? It's kind of like it's, it's the fuel partitioning hormone. Is your, is your fuel going to be burning? In other words, fat going to be burning or is it going to be stored? If your insulin is up, you're in a fat storage mode. If your insulin is down, you're in a fat burning mode. And the food, that, the food group, the macronutrient that mostly um, affects this, uh, or let's just say greatest amount of effect on insulin is carbohydrates. And obviously there's a massive spectrum of types of carbohydrates, but the more sugary, processed, form of carbohydrate that's going to cause the insulin to spike and that's going to shut down your body's ability to burn fat. So these people are on this hamster wheel because they are ingrained because this is what culturally people are telling them that you you have to exercise like crazy and you have to massively restrict your uh, caloric consumption. And this is what they do in like those shows like The Biggest Loser and these kind of things. Yeah. And they, they have to have somebody screaming at them all day long to exercise. And then they basically get starved. And yes, they're going to lose weight, but they've actually done research and published this on like a year later after they're off the show, mm-hmm. all their weight's back like plus some, um, and it's, right. it's just a completely unsustainable model. So by inducing ketosis, whether those three aspects in probably a combo of all three, ketone supplements, ketogenic low-carb, high-fat diet, and maybe some intermittent fasting, it causes your body to use your fats much more efficiently and so you're just not hungry it really helps to curb the carbohydrate appetite which is so many people need help with because to get off that roller coaster you need some help on the cravings and by being in a state of ketosis your cravings of carbohydrates just totally plummet and they make it much easier to make um, you know kind of healthier low-carb food choices yeah so it's shifting the perspective from a calorie model to a hormone balancing model, right? That's really what it is, is balancing your hormones 100%. out so they work for you rather than having to constantly, 
you know, it's almost like you're delegating like different kind of people in your body to do stuff for you rather than you having to work so hard. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And here's the thing is um, researchers like argue and debate about, Oh, is it hormones or is it caloric restriction as a clinician? I don't need to care about that yeah. because we're not trying to, I'm not, I don't have a PhD. I'm not have some like research paper that I have to back up what works. We will introduce a little bit of a caloric deficit, but nothing like a thousand calories. Once somebody gets fat adapted, they very naturally, um, they call it kind of um, spontaneously, meaning they're not consciously dropping their calories, but it happens spontaneous. There's multiple research papers on this. And usually what happens is they just naturally start to consume fewer uh, calories. And so a caloric deficit can happen naturally, maybe a couple hundred calories. And so that'll help to expedite, I think, fat burning. But by taking a massive caloric deficit, that's completely an unsustainable way to burn fat. Yeah. And so, Elizabeth, you you do a lot with kind of the the nitty gritty, like all the little details of tweaking things for people with, with their nutrition. And um, there, we know there's a big difference with calories in terms of what kind of calories, right? Like calories of carbs is very different from calories of fat. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Gary Taubes has done a lot of work with this around fat. You know, his work came out a long time ago. And, um, but like people still don't get that. They're still counting calories. So how do you navigate this with your clients, with your patients? Yeah, so it does take a little bit of time for them to sort of build up trust with me and start to really um, work through and then eventually get rid of the fear around fat. Like really this um, dietary fat is a, is a sensitive point for so many of the people that come into clinic. They're like, what do you mean I should be eating egg yolks? And what do you mean I should add avocado to my meal? Because they're so... Um, accustomed, so so used to creating these meals where they're thinking less, 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 like how can I consume the least amount of calories at this meal? And I really sort of um, completely flip that for people and say, actually, we're going to build out a big meal where your plate is filled with vegetables and has a ton of these healthy fats that are going to create satiety, um, really sort of reduce those hunger hormones, put those to sleep and create satiety by um, in- including these healthy, healthy dietary fats. And often they don't believe me at first. They're like, this is not going to work. I don't know how, what do you mean you're telling me to eat more dietary fat and um, eat healthy proteins, you know, eat, eat things like bison and beef. And they seriously will not believe me at first. And they say like, let's just give it a couple of weeks. Let's see how you do. And um they start to notice a difference and they're like, wow, okay, I had three eggs and a bunch of leafy greens and some avocado for breakfast. And normally I'm reaching for a protein bar and I'm saying that sort of in air quotes, a protein bar, a carbohydrate bar by 10 a.m. But I got to 1.30 in the afternoon and was realizing, oh my goodness, I need to have lunch. It's already lunchtime. How did I make it to 1.30? And and, and then they start to really, because they're experiencing it, they're experiencing what it's like to um, have a meal that's higher fat that creates an elongated blood sugar curve. They have that experience and they start to believe in the process. And um, you, you, you really can't, you can't deny it when your hormones are working on your side. You feel completely different. You're off that sort of 
low blood sugar roller coaster that creates anxiety and mood drops and energy drops for people. And, um, and they, they skip snacks, right? So then right. They're, they're going from one solid meal that's built out and built out with micronutrients to another solid meal later on in the day and then another balanced meal. So then they'll end up having two to three nicely balanced meals instead of just little, little kind of little um, blood sugar pick-me-ups throughout the day. And yeah, what we see is just incredible in terms of the way that they're experiencing their day. Well, it's, like, it's a very different way of eating because we hear about, you know, we're, we're told like eat five or six small meals a day to keep your blood mm-hmm. sugar stable, but that's because you are, you're burning glucose for fuel and not ketones. Right. So like, so what's, so because you're end up getting with, with that, you're getting insulin spikes throughout the day, right. Mm-hmm. When you're doing that. So the difference is changing it to where there's less meals, but more of the fats and it's, training your body to be more efficient at that, at burning that fuel, right? Exactly. They become more of a fat burner and more of a ketone burner than a glucose burner. And that has to be, you know, done with shifting the macronutrient ratios of the meal. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, if somebody comes in that has been eating a really high processed carbohydrate, um, pattern for 20, 30, 40 years, Mm -hmm. then these exogenous ketones, these ketone supplements have been a great tool for me to use to really help them um, shift away from that high carbohydrate, high processed carbohydrate, because it really does start to affect um, their cravings for carbohydrates. So the more that we have those exogenous exogenous ketones um, in your system floating around, your body can really start to identify that and use it as fuel, even though you haven't been really a fat burner for 30 or 40 years, you've been on on a glucose burner, having that um, ketone as a tool just makes a huge difference for people in terms of their success of making this dietary shift. Yeah. So for just the, the, uh, kind of the vocab here and endogenous mm-hmm. for, for you listeners is something that's produced within your body. So like endogenous ketones or ketones you make in your system and exogenous is coming from the outside. So it's taking a supplement, like a powder or capsule or whatever form of, of ketones. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and so, so, so Dr. Chad, tell me a little bit about like One of the things I see a lot in my practice, and I'm sure you guys see it too, is adrenal fatigue. So Mm -hmm. sometimes people who have adrenal fatigue are confused if they should do intermittent fasting or if that's something they need to work up to. What are your thoughts on that? I think um, a big part of adrenal fatigue is is internal stressors. There's lots of external stressors. Like we say things like, oh man, I'm stressed out. That's like an external stressor, typically something mental, emotional. There's two other key stressors. There's physical stress, like an unresolved injury or chronic pain or something like that. And then there's biochemical stressors. And I think it's the biochemical stressors that really perpetuate chronic adrenal fatigue. And I'd say at the top of that list of, of biochemical stressors, is blood sugar fluctuations. Yeah. Every time, you know, when we're on the when we're on the carb the garbage, you know, garbage carbohydrate roller coaster, then we're going up and down, up and down. Every time our blood sugar crashes, that's a major hit to our adrenal cortisol and probably other adrenal hormones. But certainly cortisol and maybe even epinephrine if it gets bad enough, um, has to keep 
launching out to try to balance blood sugar. So it's like working it all day, all day, every time, you know, carbs go up and then it crashes, carbs go up and it crashes. And it's, it's a terrible roller coaster and it's so stressful for the body. And when we help to coach somebody to get more fat adapted, because remember, we only have like 1,500 to 2,000 calories of carbohydrate in our body in the form of a little bit of glucose floating around and then most of it in glycogen, kind of a storage form of glucose. But even very lean people have tens of thousands of calories of fat. So can you imagine that? I mean, if you think about that, what did Mother Nature really intend for us to use for sustained energy? Glycogen is for like burst kind of stuff. Like there's a lot of glycogen in our muscles if we have to sprint. But, you know, life is more of a marathon, uh, especially like mentally, emotionally, physically, biochemically. And so we're definitely made to be using tapping this, this vast uh, storage of energy in our fat. But most people with all the insulin being up because of blood sugar, uh, poor, you know, kind of garbage, garbage, carbohydrate choices, they're just living off those, those uh, carbs as fuel, stressing their adrenals over and over and over again. So if we can get them to be more fat adapted, it's one of the biggest, and I would probably argue the biggest stressor to the body on top of all the other stressors we're dealing with. If we can get their blood sugar right by getting them more fat adapted and tapping their own fat to help maintain that, that energy during the day, then we can really help to expedite, I think, healing of uh, fatigued adrenals. Got it. So, for, if, so I understand there might be a, a period of time of of kind of gradually moving towards doing more of like a ketogenic or becoming keto adapted. But by doing that, it allows the person to heal their adrenals even faster, right? So that ultimately that can be a great yeah. goal for them to move towards. It's a great goal. It, it's a great way to, they already know how they feel being, being uh, adrenal fatigue. And so we first start with carbs pretty low, get them fat adapted, and then slowly over a period of time, probably months, we're going to slowly increase their carbohydrates until they start to get some of that, some of those old symptoms back. And then we go, okay, that's, that's the edge of your carbohydrate tolerance. Mm -hmm. And some people, it might be 30 grams a day. And some people it might be 150 grams a day. Who knows? Low carb runs the spectrum, depending on what the person's doing, kind of their genetics and physiology. There's lots of different factors in there, but, um, but by having a way to kind of track them and gradually find where their sweet spot is, um, that'll really help to um, heal up their adrenals. We still might do stuff like adrenal herbal adaptogen. Yeah. And there's lots of things that, that we do. We do it a lot here in the clinic of uh, helping to support people, people's adrenals. But if we can really help them get a hold of the, this kind of blood sugar component to their adrenal fatigue, I think it, it makes it a lot more sustainable. Yeah. For the average person, Doc, how often do you find that you can get them fat adapted? Well, I can get anybody fat adapted. It's just about... Um, so how long does it take for the average person, probably? Oh, the average, oh, how long does it take? Okay. Yeah. Um, it's anywhere between like two to six weeks at the minimum. Um, that's kind of the beginning of the fat adaptation process Mm -hmm. Um, for their body to be fully like humming along with, with really using fats and even ketones. It might take a couple months, but two to six weeks is about getting over the hump, kind of switching gears 
from being a sugar burner to a fat burner, probably two to six weeks in most cases. Yeah, that's cool. Do you um, also, Doc, do you ever like tweak things based on maybe like a woman or like depending on her cycles or how old she is? Like, does that change things at all? I'd say 100%. Yeah, I think women, um, there's there's obviously more fluctuation of, of hormones with women. So I think you have to move a little more gradually. You can't quite hit the gas pedal like you can with guys because there's not yeah. as much of a hormone cycle. So with women, yeah, uh, particularly oftentimes the women that come see us, they have, in, they have uh, hormone imbalances. So sometimes you have to work with those concurrently as you're trying to help them get, get fat adapted. And so, um, and so yeah, there's a, there's a couple other moving parts that we have to consider definitely with women. Do you think there's any kind of tweaks that could happen throughout a menstrual cycle, like when you're on your period versus before or around ovulation? Or do you think that's kind of steady throughout the cycle on how this can look? Well, it's interesting. I think if we can help a woman um, balance her, her, her glucose and insulin fluctuations. Yeah. I think there, since we know, I mean, we, we all know this, those, those of us practitioners know this, that, that insulin definitely influences the female hormones. Totally. The female hormones, we can't as directly, uh, you know, minute by minute influence our, the female hormones, but we can certainly influence just by every food choice that we make, we can influence the insulin which we know has a direct effect on the female hormones. That's kind of our, our way in. Mm-hmm. And if we can help to balance the, um, the, the blood sugar and the insulin during the month, then I think that we, we can get kind of uh, decrease the, the kind of pathological swings that some women get with their progesterone and estrogen during the month. Yeah. Well, I can just anecdotally, if I don't know if, if Nicole would mind me sharing about her story. I know your, your wife yeah. is having like more difficult cycles. And also Becca, our queen bee who runs the office at Shine, mm-hmm. she was having really difficult periods too and started really implementing this stuff and using some of the exogenous ketones, which we'll talk about in a second. And both of them have had like just such easy periods, like no cramps, like so much easier, right? So what's going on there? It's, you know, it was, it was kind of unbelievable. I, I really, I thought, you know, when, when Nicole started getting into ketosis regularly and she's like, you know, my period just started and I did not get cramps. It's the one, like every month, we only keep a bottle of Advil or some kind of ibuprofen on the shelf for this like one day or maybe two days per month where she gets gnarly cramps, very, very painful cramps. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I didn't get cramps. I'm like, all right, that's, that's kind of a placebo thing, you know, right. whatever. That's, you know, I'm like, that can happen. Like you just believed in, you know, the process or whatever. <laughs> and, and she's like, yeah, but I feel totally different. I'm like, really? That's amazing. So then it happened another month and then another month. So I had to like dig into the literature and go, what the heck just happened? I was, none of us were, I mean, neither of us were expecting any effects on our hormones. We're doing it. Uh, she was doing it more for like inflammation and, um, kind of energy and that kind of thing, but not the hormones. So it's that aspect that we were just talking about. If you can influence insulin, um, because as, as she kept going along, she noticed that um, her carbohydrate cravings just went way, way down. And um, as her insulin stayed down, I think it just had a really positive influence on um, her hormones. But some other, some other interesting things that happen when 
when we're in a state of ketosis, it influences our brain neurotransmitters. There's excitatory neurotransmitters like glutamate, and then there's inhibitory neurotransmitters like GABA. And it helps to balance that, that glutamate to GABA ratio. And so I think that there's some kind of like uh, hormonal and neurotransmitter uh, connections there as well that influences the cycle. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Huge. Well, well, I'm just thinking back to when I did the period class um, on the, on the um, Shine Instagram that one of the biggest things to do to help make your periods easier is to balance your blood sugar throughout the month. And, and also, yeah. you know, for any of you guys listening who have mood swings, if you have ups and downs in your mood, you want to take a look at your blood sugar, because if you're having spikes and crashes of your blood sugar, you're going to be feeling that and that can really affect your mood big time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Elizabeth, tell me a little bit, let's talk about the exogenous ketones. So we talked about mm-hmm. three ways to help your body become fat adapted. So we talked about tweaking your diet where you're doing a low carb, high fat diet. There's also using fasting, you know, intermittent fasting. And then there's also taking exogenous ketones. So you guys are more of the expert in this. I've dabbled in it a bit, but using exogenous ketones from what I understand can help to get you fat adapted faster than the, than the maybe just only using the first two approaches. So what are the exogenous ketones and how do you implement them with patients? Yeah, so the, uh, the exogenous ketones that we use are the bioidentical form of ketones. So I start people off with a very sort of low um, dosage of these exogenous ketones and slowly they build up. And we use this in place of a snack throughout the day. So if people are used to having a snack between breakfast and lunch or between lunch and dinner, we'll just have them start with um, taking exogenous ketones. And as this is great as they're starting to really ramp up their dietary fat intake. And these, these exogenous ketones help the body to um, start to recognize these ketones as fuel and start to build the machinery in their cells so that they can utilize the ketones that are floating around um, as, as fuel. And at, what we notice when people start to take these exogenous ketones are um, they're able to go from breakfast to lunch or from lunch to dinner with these longer um, stretches of time, but while keeping their energy up. So their body's starting to say like, okay, we have this alternate fuel source um, of ketones. We can use this. And then they arrive at dinner, which um, so, ma- so many of the gals that I work with, they, they, um, by the time they're having dinner, like at six, seven, eight o'clock at night, they're really sort of they show up ravenous with low blood sugar, you know, they're getting home from work, they're taking care of their kids, and then they're ravenous, and they're just really backloading their calories. And when we introduce these ketones, they're showing up to dinner in a more stable energy, stable blood sugar, and able to make really good choices, really healthy choices when it comes to choosing their, um, the types of foods that they're going to be putting together for, for that meal. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we use as we you know use these ketones they are able to make this fat the fat adaptation a little bit easier so back like we if we rewind to 3 4 years ago when i was um helping people um shift to become a fat burner and using this ketogenic diet it took so much willpower <laughs> <laughs> at first 
to make this shift. And in, in clinic, this has just been a great tool for me to help people make this, um, make this dietary shift with ease yeah. and sort of taking away that, that, um, stress, the stress that can come around, come around just sort of mentally, emotionally with lowering carbohydrate intake, because I think people are just so, um, emotionally connected to carbohydrates. That's the, when you ask people, what are their comfort foods? 90% of the time right. or a hundred percent of the time, they're going to, they're going to mention like pasta yeah. or toast. Spaghetti, or mashed yeah. cookies, grandma's cookies. <laughs> hey. Exactly. Yeah. So food is emotional. So for me to have this tool where I can help people make the shift without, without them feeling stressed in the process has been just, um, has, yeah, has just been such such a great thing for me to use as a practitioner, and then also for my clients to be able to um, do it with ease. Yeah, and then some people that have you know high inflammation, and we're wanting them to do a little bit of an intermittent fast, or they or they come to us and they're um, they're wanting to explore um, fasting. Mm-hmm. for cutting inflammation or for improving sort of their brain health, then um, we can actually have them do a fast with using these ketones so they still feel fueled in, um, in that process and they're able to do these longer stretches of fasting, whether they're doing, you know, 16-8 or, um, you know, sometimes 24-hour if they've been reading sort of some of the J- Jason Fung research out there, then they're... Um, they're able to do that with ease without, without any stress. As a nutritionist, I'm always keeping in mind um, their, people's relationship to food and wanting them to feel nourished and not like they need to um, feel starving or, or like they have to white knuckle through these shifts. Right. So how do you actually use the, the ketones? Is it, it's a powder, right? And you put it in a drink and like sip that throughout the day? Is that how you mm. tend to do it? Um, so... Yes, they'll either wake up in the morning and use a packet in first thing upon rising and then wait until um, they're hungry to have their first meal of the day if they're wanting to sort of stretch out that fasting period. Or they can have, you know, often I'll have people use it as a snack. So like I said, between lunch and dinner, that's normally where people will have the longest um, break between, between the meals. Say, say they have like a lunch at 12, then they're not having dinner until six or seven thirty at night, instead of having multiple snacks as, um, as energy starts to sort of go down around 3 PM, you know, so many people have that dip before that 3 PM dip. If they're, if they start drinking ketones at like say two o'clock and they drink ketones for a few hours, they just sip on the ketones slowly for, you know, an hour, hour and a half during that, um, that afternoon period. What I see is they start to get rid of that, um, energy crash right that comes around three o'clock yeah so they just so many people deal with it's like almost everyone on their intake it's like I feel okay and then three (laughs) o'clock yes exactly (laughs) and that's okay because cortisol starts to starts to come down a lot of our excitatory hormones are starting to just sort of lower at that time of day but as we stabilize blood sugar and become um, fat adapted that 3 p.m crash just right. slowly disappears. Yeah, you shouldn't, shouldn't get that nose dive. That's a clue something's going on. So Dr. Yeah. Chad, I know you have a patient in a sec, so we'll wrap up in, in just a sec. So um, I guess main thing is the main benefits of doing this 
is what. So becoming fat adapted, what does it really do for your body besides just helping with fat loss and stuff? Why would someone want to do this? And then anything else about this topic that you want to share before we wrap up? Go for it. Yeah. I'm glad you asked that question because um, people do talk about it as like a helping with like fat loss and stuff like that. And that's, that's super key. But in some ways, that's kind of lowered down on the list of benefits as far as like, you know, what's like, you know, at the top of the list of things. And I'd say at the top of the list is probably this metabolic flexibility, this ability to use our body the way it's designed to, which is basically a hybrid engine. There's purposes for glucose. I mean, we got to have glucose floating around in the system. That doesn't mean you have to eat carbohydrates because the body is perfectly capable at making glucose out of protein. It's called gluconeogenesis. So our body is perfectly capable of keeping our glucose levels where they're supposed to be without consuming excess carbohydrates. But we also um, can increase our metabolic flexibility, our ability to convert between different uh, energy systems by becoming fat adapted. And this is so huge because we all have these periods of time in between meals where the blood sugar needs to be regulated. And if our body can very easily switch into fat burning at that time, then it's no problem. You're able to maintain normal brain uh, endurance, normal brain focus, your mood stays more level, your energy stays level. And if this happens during the night, because the brain is super active at night, um, oftentimes this is why people have blood, uh, excuse me, have um, sleeping issues, is their blood sugar drops in the middle of the night because, again, they're on the carbohydrate roller coaster. Right. And their blood sugar drops at like two in the morning. These excitatory hormones like cortisol and epinephrine, adrenaline have to kick in, and it's going to be difficult to fight through those hormones to fall back asleep. So, if you can help somebody maintain better sleep by supporting their blood sugar, imagine all the amazing like healing abilities, healing capacities that are happening at night. You know, talk about like adrenal fatigue and that kind of stuff. But what we're doing is we're making the brain, the neurons of the brain more flexible, having the ability to burn uh, ketones and fat to keep our blood sugar more regulated than we have. Because everybody, everybody knows the term hangry. You know, when you're hungry because your blood sugar dropped, you're kind of pissed and you're irritable and you don't feel good. So it can help to really eliminate those kind of mood fluctuations. It gives the, the brain a better sense of just kind of a calm, focused endurance. We have, uh, you know, like I said, better sleep. We talked about the body composition support. Um, and we didn't even drill down into like the disease prevention aspects of it that maybe we could talk about some other time. But we know that so many of our chronic diseases have inflammation kind of out their root. We know that this form of ketosis, being in, in, in a state of, of ketosis, is very anti-inflammatory. So it can help to decrease risk factors for some of these things. But that's a long answer to your, to your basic question of like what's really going on here. And it's that, that metabolic flexibility that happens at the mitochondria which are the little engines in all of our cells. Our cells have like hundreds of these engines. Some cells like heart cells have thousands of these mitochondria per cell and they require constant fuel. And if we, we can become more fat adapted, it really helps to allow more flexibility to have a good sustained amount of, of energy for all these important systems.
Right. Inflammation is the common thread with all the top conditions of death in our country, you know, heart disease, stroke, cancer, diabetes, autoimmunity. And one of the best ways to combat inflammation is by regulating your blood sugar. So if this helps you do that, then you're literally decreasing dramatically the risk of all these conditions. You know, we've had um, Lynn Patrick on the show, Dr. John Neustadt, and we've talked about things like osteoporosis even. It's been called the diabetes of the bone. So, you know, if you've had yeah. poor bone quality, um, also cognitive decline, this can be due to blood sugar problems. So it sounds like this can help with all of that. So it's really amazing stuff. Um, Doc, I know you got to hop off any parting words before we wrap up, or I think, I think that's a good little run through. Yeah, no, I, I think the idea is, um, you know, uh, get with somebody like Elizabeth to really help coach a person on like how to how to start this process. So if anybody who's interested in trying this kind of thing, um, there's some knowledge that you got to know to to do it the right way. Yeah. If you'll, you know, look this up, you'll see that people have some negative reports about a low carb diet, and most of them are doing it the wrong way. There's a right way and a wrong way. Right. We talk about right. it as a, a well-formulated, you know, ketogenic or low-carb diet because there's a lot of a lot of them out there that are not well-formulated. And yeah. so that, that's a, a key message I want people to have. Totally. Well, I want you guys all listening to be able to access these. So definitely check out the show notes and we'll send out an email with all the details from the show where you can get some ketones to try for yourself. And also I can send an information to keep in the loop on the different trainings and education that Elizabeth and Dr. Chad will be doing moving forward. So definitely keep out a look for that. If you aren't on the email list, definitely head over to shinenaturalmedicine.com and you can sign up for that and we will keep you in the loop. And guys, I just want to thank you so much for your generosity and your time and your knowledge and being here with us. And um, I wish you the very best for the rest of your day. And um, we'll talk real soon. Thanks for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.